I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, everybody. It's Jason Klom, your co-host. Uh, with me this week is the, the lady who played Irene. It's Bobby Brown. Thank you so much for doing the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So, um, I don't know, it, it, people have varying levels of what they remember about the show, but I, I always like to ask first, did you, had you seen news radio before you were on it? I did. Oh, okay. And so what, did you, did you enjoy it? Was it your style of thing or was it just at least preparation for being on it? Um, no, I mean, I used to just watch it on TV and then, um, my agent called me in for a casting for a role because I, you know, I fit the description of what they were looking for and then. I auditioned and uh, got the part. That's wonderful. Uh, and so you did two episodes. You did the space episode, and then you did another episode where the main joke of you being there was obviously, the, oh, she's too pretty for Matthew to, to have as a girlfriend. Um, did you, uh, what was, so were you there for the full rehearsals and everything uh, the whole week? I'm, I'm not sure how it goes with every actor on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, uh yeah, I was there for the table reading and for for the whole the whole thing. Did you? Uh, w what was it like acting with this group of people? I get varying. They're usually good, but I get varying reports of of what it was like coming into a group that was already so close. Um, they were very welcoming and very fun and funny and cool. And um, I especially got along with um, Andy and Joe and um. More than anybody, Phil. Phil was um, super uh, wonderful and kept in touch. And, you know, if I didn't like my hair uh, from the hairstylist, he would go and tell them to change it how oh, I wow. wanted it. He was, um, yeah, he was very sweet. Very, very sweet man. That's really supportive uh, of somebody. I mean, I, I, I think any actor appreciates, you know, especially if you, you're a full-time you know, if this is your gig, you know who's somebody who's coming on for just one or two episodes. You're like, well, they might not get, might not have the clout that they need to get what they need to feel comfortable on set. That's very cool that he helped you out with that. Yeah, totally. Um, he he was very sweet. Yeah. And what was what would you say? Because uh, all right, so you, the thing is, you've got such such an extensive resume. What was the thing that you had done? Was there one thing that they they said, "Oh, she did this. She's perfect for this," or was it just a, a look that they were looking for? I think um, I think that it was kind. Of, I think it was a look more than anything, um, because they really wanted somebody who was sexy and and attractive but yet still seemed sweet and you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess I just landed the part by doing, doing the acting, I guess I pulled it off. I don't know. Right. Well, no, um, of course. And that's good. I just always wonder what they see people on because people have come on and said, yeah, I was in this really dark indie movie and then they, had me come in to play this real weird goofy part and honestly the character they they cast you as is one of the more sincere nice sweet characters they had come on because because yeah. so yeah. many you know 
the, the, a lot of the characters on the show can be bitter at times because that's funny. But your character was meant to just be this kind of like nice little ray of sunshine. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, it was really actually really fun working um, on that set. Everybody was very cool. Um, I feel like um, I'm trying to remember the the women weren't overtly um, friendly. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I mean, the men were definitely more friendly than the women were. Um, and I find that that's always usually usually the case, except for Katie Seagal. When I did Married with Children, she was very nice. Really? Okay. Yeah, she has. Uh, when I've been on set with her, she's also seemed very kind. Um, that's interesting. Uh, it's 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 too bad that that's that's how it works out. But I mean, you you did obviously, you know, you you pulled off the comedy. Do you remember anything specifically about doing the um, the space episode? Uh, be, just because that's one of the the weirder episodes that we like to talk about on the show. Um. Yeah. It was. Um. It was just funny because. Um, I was, you know, I was the one who was still his girlfriend, like however, however many years later, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. supposed to be. And um, that was a really fun, that was a long day and it was um, funny. It was, uh, everybody was really funny. I mean, because Matthew played such a, uh, or Andy played Matthew like such a ding dong, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's actually really smart. Um, but, but, you know, just to go along with him, just being so dumb. Um, on the show it's just just his his character was really funny yeah yeah and you're there for this this kind of support where you (laughs) i i just i do right towards the end where he's just insisting that you who at this you're an android in the space episode insisting that you need oxygen and you're like no i don't need oxygen to live and it's one of my favorite bits yeah that was a funny thing um yeah no that, that was that show was very fun what was uh so for TV? Um, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna. What was his name? Uh, Foley or Dave Foley? What's yes, I remember. Um, in conversations like when we weren't doing our parts, he was kind of like a morose person. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, kind of like you know, a lot of things he said were kind of like, oh God, you know. And then Andy spent a lot of time talk- talking about his dick of um, course sure eyes and whatnot and um and then and joe joe was kind of like flirty always and um and then phil was just very he was almost like dad like you know in a way and mm-hmm. and very concerned and very nice and respectful and thoughtful um yeah i feel like i spent most the majority of my time talking to the men men on the show mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, what was the rehearsal process like for you? Was it uh, relatively smooth? Yeah, it really was. Like they, they. I mean, by the time I was on the shows, they had already had that. Uh, you know, like a, a an oiled wheel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it you were very. It won't be. Yeah. Yeah. So you were pretty comfortable coming in and and just just sort of being inserted into scenes because that happened a lot, especially in the season you were in. Yeah, you know what? Um, for some reason, in my twenties, I had this really weird unearned ego, and I was like overconfident, and nothing phased me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like, the older I get, the more um, I consider consequences, and um, <laughs> you know, I, I think about things more, and I'm more concerned about behavior and whatnot, and what people think. Um, back then, I just kind of just went rolled with it, you know. Yeah. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's that's got to be a, a benefit as an actor. I mean, even if it is, like you say, even if it is this unearned confidence, there, there's, to a, on a level, that definitely is going to help a lot of people with auditions. That's going to help people on the mo in the moment when they're actually on set. I mean, you had done s some high-profile stuff, too, to at least partially earn some of that ego. I mean, you'd done a lot of stuff up to then. Um, yeah. Um, the only thing was is that I battled with the fact is that I wasn't really an actress. Like, I'm not a great actress by any means, you know? So if the part um, wasn't, like, something that I could do naturally, like, as myself, mm -hmm. that's, that's where I um, f would freak out and usually self-sabotage uh, the job somehow. But, um, but yeah, so anything you ever, ever see me do is usually on the comedic side or – something pretty easy because um i never could do drama like when they were call for casting where the person had to cry and be you know uh, sure drastic and stuff i'd be like i can't fucking do this yeah <laughs> Can I, yeah i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna imagine like my you know parent dead so i can draw tears for you in this casting like i just couldn't you know, it just wasn't my thing. Sure. Well, I mean, at least you knew it. That's that uh, to to still have the confidence and uh, confidence comes from that, too, though. Right. Knowing knowing your limitations, knowing what you can do. And then yeah. I don't know if, if it gives you the confidence to step into a well-oiled machine, gives you the confidence to step in a scene with Phil Hartman, for crap's sake. I mean, that's that's not bad. I mean, it got you through some some what seems like some really fun sets or from what I can tell you, you're in so much stuff. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, I remember even like a, like a year later, it was right before he died, actually. Um, my daughter and I were having lunch at a restaurant, and he was sitting a couple tables down. And normally when I've worked with somebody in the past, um, unless it was super recent, you know, they usually do the I don't know you type of thing. You sure. Know, you know, especially if you're, you know, an A celebrity. Um and he literally called called my name across the room, got up, walked over, met my daughter, said hi, asked how I was doing, which really took, which was really surprising because I was certainly not going to go over there and be like, hi, Phil, remember me? <laughs> you know, because that's, you know, my ego is too, like, I, I hate the embarrassment of a person going, no, remind me. So I just don't ever do that. Of course. Um, but he totally was like, Bobby. And I just thought, God, he is such a nice man. And wow. it really broke his heart, you know, when, when what happened happened after that. Because I was like, God, yeah, you know? Um, but, yeah, he was super, like, super, super humble, nice. And Andy and I have, you know, seen each other many times over the years. And he always remembers me. But, you know, I've seen him numerous times out and, like, you know, clubs, parties, when he used to go out a lot. So I would always run into him. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen Joe since then like since a long time ago and he does the I, I don't know who you are type of vibe. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Well, I mean if if somebody's going to remember you, Phil Hartman's a pretty good one to have. You know, like that's, you know, it's it, it's guys like that I think who appreciate when somebody's putting in the effort and appreciate when people stand out, which you do. You're you're a memorable character for the few lines that you have over those two episodes. That's why I just thought it would be fun to interview you. I'm like, "No, that's a really memorable character." Um, which, yeah, they, they, cause I don't know. I feel like, uh, at, even on a show like news radio, they're not going to give somebody a part strictly because they look the part. They gave you a part that you, you have some funny lines, you deliver them great. I don't know. I, 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 I've always liked that character. 
thank you very much. It was awesome. Yeah, it was very fun, and I really enjoyed doing it. Plus, you know, I love doing comedy anyway. Um, it comes naturally to me, and I enjoy it. So yeah. Yeah, that's well, I yeah. mean, that's obvious. And that's I think that's another thing, too, where I don't think a Phil Hartman would have if he if he hadn't been impressed with you or enjoyed your performance. It doesn't from the impression I get from other people. I don't think he would have remembered necessarily. Comedy people tend not to remember unfunny people. <laughs> Just speaking from my own experience, you this know, it's true, you know, very true. Uh, yes, indeed. You're maybe you're, you're absolutely right. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Do Never- thought about it though yeah well i mean and then and, and that comes from i think a, a comedian's ego uh, you know i i think i'm always like oh hey this is a person i can riff with or this person i can have a conversation with and enjoy it we can be funny together or hey maybe one day we perform again together and it'll be a very funny moment it, it, it again comes from ego but it is maybe the most positive kind of like oh i enjoyed that person's company um do you yes, ha- do you I, have sorry go ahead i i Oh, I was gonna say you're right. Ego, it it is it does involve the ego because there's been um, other comedians I've worked with that literally hate uh, if anybody else is funny, especially a oh woman. yeah. And oh. Uh, I, I always thought like, God, that's kind of you know whatever, but it's so true. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got its its positives and definitely its its negatives, but. Uh, do you have anything, because you've got some stuff coming up on IMDb, but uh, do you have anything, this this episode, I'm going to try and release it by next week, so do you have anything people should keep an eye out for, or where can people follow you online? Yeah, absolutely. I have um, my new book is launching um, next month, awesome. August 13th, um, called uh, Cherry on Top, mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm having a party, which the public can come for the party, the red carpet um, at Book Soup. Um, on sunset, seven thirty, August thirtieth. Awesome. And then, yeah, and then I have um, people can follow me on Instagram at Brown Bobby or at Bobby Jean Brown across other social media platforms. And I have a podcast with my girlfriend Sharice Neal, Bobby and Sharice Podcast dot com. And um, I have two online clothing stores, Bobby Jean Brown dot net. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much, and I'm I'm in the process of. Uh, writing a series for Dirty Rocker Boys, my first book. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, and I still do stand-up comedy now. Uh, people can come see me at the comedy store whenever I'm performing. And uh, I think that's all. I think that's it for now. I can't think of anything else. That's awesome. Were you, just to go back a, a split second, were you doing stand-up comedy at the time, or was it something you found the confidence to do after doing so much TV? God, no. Um, I had way back when I had auditioned for the Groundlings and got in on the second level. Okay. And uh, was dating a guy who said I wasn't funny, so I quit. Oh. Which was, yeah, really dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I've always wanted to do comedy. So um, this this past year, I just decided, you know, it was on my bucket list and I was going to go for it. And I started taking class. And after my second class, my teacher was like, you're ready. You're, I was like, get the hell out of here. And so he made me, you know, go up and perform, and and I've been doing it ever since. That's amazing. That's that's friggin' awesome. Like, that's, oh, man, all right. Well, then I'm going to have to come see you. I don't go see enough comedy. I'm always telling people I have to go see stand-up, and I never do. Uh, But I absolutely should do. And you know what? At some point, if you'd like, I have a podcast called Comedy on Vinyl where we talk about vinyl comedy records. I'd love to have you on there to talk about comedians you like. That that could be a lot of fun. Okay, awesome. Wonderful. be awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing Yay. this. 
You're very welcome. Um, and everybody should go check out all that stuff, including your book. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, thank yeah, thank you. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, and as I say every week, well, as we say every week, catch you later, B-Cakes. <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Ah!